All right, everyone, welcome back to Safety Last. Today, we are joined by Tim, who is, who was, I should say, the school captain of Chatswood last year. And Tim, introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Tim. I was exactly what, <laughs> what, what Stan said. <laughs> yeah, I just graduated, going to, going to uni next year. And yeah, just, just living life now. Just living life. You said something, and you explained this to me before, but because I'm like a boomer and I'm not very good at technology, <laughs> you said something along the lines of you're doing IT, is that correct? Yeah, and yeah, Bachelor's of Information Technology, yeah. Okay, so in 30 seconds or less, what sort of profession does that course allow you to enter? So it's like a leadership sort of degree, I think. You you go into project management and like you can do a lot of, I think there's an administerial side to it as well. Like you can become a... I think IT administrator for like schools or like for for a business, but you can also it also gives you the skills to run a startup or you like make your make something of yourself and like start up a business. Yeah. So does that mean, for example, like let's just say schools, because I'm used to that environment, hmm. you might come yeah. up with a new version of Central or a new version of uh, Teacher Bytes or something. Yeah, like school yeah. Bytes or something. I, I assume it's something like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sort of I've I read up a bit on the course and like I did a bit of research, but like. I think I'd have to do the course to fully understand it because it's a little bit, it just sounds really interesting to me. And like, I've always been fascinated with technology. So that's why I like Okay. Well, when I taught you, which just flashback, I first taught you in (laughs) 2018 Wow. in 9C, I think. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's history. C, I think. Yeah, that's correct. That's uh, what what a time just flies. Time flies, eh? (laughs) (laughs) And I I guess I'm getting ahead of myself, but and I'm pretty sure I told you this in the moment, Mm -hmm. but I expected you to get captain all the way in year nine. Do you remember me telling you this? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not making this up. Like I was, I I remember (laughs) teaching and thinking like this boy, this kid definitely has like the social skills, the intelligence. And oh, I already like <laughs> thought you were a front runner for captain, which actually you already said it. You, you did end up getting captain yeah. in the final year. Yeah. I, I had another teacher that also was like really shooting for me. She was actually my mentor in year 12. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, I, I guess I was, I was really down at one point in, in year 12 when I first started. Cause like everything was just haywire. We had quarantine and I hadn't really been studying. I'd just been like, wasn't that uh, right? Sorry, what, wasn't there yeah. quarantine in the middle of year twelve? So we had quarantine in the middle of year twelve, and then last, like last year, we also had quarantine as well. But you're in year eleven, weren't you? Yeah, back then? I was just stressing. I was just being a little worrywart in year mm-hmm. eleven, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I you know got got my stuff together and pulled mm-hmm. put up. I think yeah. Uh, here's another question I never actually mm-hmm. got to ask you. I don't know why. Like, you know, I saw you around the school and stuff. I just never asked. So how much of you growing yep. out your hair is because <sighs> I grew up my hair and had a oh. <laughs> Admit it. <laughs> tell, tell people the truth. <laughs> okay. You want me to be really honest? Yes. Honestly, I wasn't as inspired as, as you think I am. Uh, no, I just wanted to... Like, all right, see. we're cutting that out. <laughs> I'll do the real one. one. <laughs> no, nah, but but like, what what inspired you to get long hair? Because that's not a usual fashion style that a lot of people have. I was pretty like exploratory with my my hair choices. I think like I went I went I obviously went bald for a bit. Like I think you went year, bald. Year nine. Yeah, I, I was bald for a bit. I had curtains. I had the fringe. I, I tried a lot of things. I had my hair done up. I had my hair done down. 
and well the, the next logical choice is to you know grow it out so, so wait, like, what, right, what does done up do mean is that like goku spiked up oh i had it like start in like year seven and like year eight ish i had my hair slick back and it was up a bit i had, had product in it and stuff and yeah you know that that's yeah no that stuff's like just too annoying to do and like it like messes with your i had this i had this really awful gel or like awful wax where i play sport and then after a while the the, the wax would start melting and it would like go into my forehead into my skin oh. into my eyes and it was just like it's like a waxy waxy sweat and i was like ah oh, i don't need none of this yeah <laughs> so what inspired you to finally cut your hair i don't know it was just got, it just got too hard to maintain and it was like I had to, I had to spend like ten minutes in the shower, like shampooing it, conditioning it, like every well, not like every day, but like every every third day. And I was just mm. like, that's too much for hassle. Just and, just, and like, this is something I feel like a lot of men won't know because a lot of men never end up growing out <laughs> their hair. But it takes so long it does. to blow dry your hair. Oh my god, yeah, it does. It, it, it when with the more the longer it gets, the harder it gets. Like it <laughs> was like I was averaging like. 15, 20 minutes, like the few weeks before I oh, cut out yeah. my hair. Your hair was um, really long. It was like yeah. down, to your, down to your legs, right? Or was it No, not, not my legs. It was, I would say around like... Torso? My belly button. Damn. So Damn. how long did you grow out your hair and, and where did it um, end up reaching? It was a little bit above my mid-back. It was definitely below my shoulders, mm-hmm. but not like below the, the central line of my chest, I think. Mm-hmm. Like it was around the... Yeah. And to. I'm sure your parents were ecstatic. That yeah, they, 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 my mom did not like it. She was, cause I, dude, I think... 100%. <laughs> my mom looked at it and she would like, I felt like she would weep every time she saw my long hair. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got my, my ears pierced as well. So she was like, well, what's going on? <laughs> did you get one year, two years? I got, I got both years. Yeah. Ah, cool, yeah. cool, cool. Very, so if very... you got one year on the left hand side, I would, then I would start accusing you of plagiarism, but. <laughs> Two years that. That's, do you, that's do you have only one year? One year pierced. I, I do. I I thought oh. I thought two years would be too. I'm not sure what the right word is, but too stable. I I thought having it on one side is gave me this sort of um, edge. <laughs> that's. I thought about using that word, but I really didn't want to use edge. I thought it would give me like an. I just thought it looked better if it wasn't <laughs> stable. For example, if I did get both ears pierced. So my right mm-hmm. ear right now is not pierced. If I get that done, then I would then add something to my left ear again to keep it unbalanced. Right. right. So I you have know. like two on one side, one on the other side. Yeah. One cartilage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking cartilage, but really? I've also read or heard a lot of stories of people like using the gun and then like it shatters or, or something yeah. bad. So it's made a me a little scary. Done. If you get it professionally done, like they, they like walk you through the whole process and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they tell you to clean it. If you go like not a dodgy place, I think it's fine. But from what I've heard, even if it's professional and I don't have any experience <laughs> in this, like if they use the gun, it's quite dangerous because it shatters or it, it bends or it yeah. breaks the cartilage or yeah. something like that. From I know that, people, from that's what I've heard. I know people who've done it like DIY, like they get their own gun or like they get a needle and they, they poke through like, the cartilage. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's really scary. Do I don't know how they do it. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm not brave enough to do that. <laughs> Anyway, Tim, so I got you on for a few reasons. The first of which is, and I've said this before, I was never school captain and I was, I was in none of the leadership positions actually. So I've always had a fascination about, about this role and what this title mm. entails, because in many ways, 
and you might disagree with this, but I feel like school captain and prefects and stuff like this, leadership positions, part of it is a popularity contest. Yeah, no, granted, that's not everything. So mm. I'm just very interested in what you did and what you learned. And that I think will link us to the next topic, which is about graduating during the current coronavirus. And I think your graduation experience would have been noticeably different to mine mm. and how you think that changed you. So firstly, like before we get ahead of ourselves, what was it like being captain? And secondly, what was it like being captain during the corona period? Right, right. Well, I got elected in. As you said, it is a lot like a popularity contest. I think I mainly won my votes over because I socialize a lot. I socialize around with the teachers and like I had a fairly good reputation, I think, amongst people. So mm -hmm. your video, kind of by the way, that you submitted to say like, you know, this is my, my pitch to become oh, yeah, school captain yeah. was horrible. Yeah, exactly. Mine was, was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> like you got in 100% because of reputation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, there, there were so many people who had like such better videos and like not not even just in the, the school captain role, like the other roles, like Nick Dowling's video, that was so good. Harrison's mm. video was also pretty good. Mm -hmm. Like no judgments when you say I won by popularity. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I flaunt it now. Yeah, 100%. Mm. But yeah, so I got into the role and we did our investiture stuff. Hmm. Like it was, it's really hard to like communicate with between the teachers and like, yeah, in like the, the first initial stages. Cause like, were we in quarantine? No, we weren't in quarantine. It was just, yeah, it was just really weird in like the, the first initial stages. But then after a while, like they, we started like having meetings and like we got into like the, the, the function of it. Yeah. Wait, um, can you explain what you mean by it was really weird? I don't know because like we were, we got into our roles. So we were like, we were prefects and then like we were somewhere between like equals because we were, we were, we were like planning stuff for the school. Mm -hmm. We were like somewhere between equals as, as like between like teachers and then also being a student, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, we, we had like extra roles on top, but we also were still students and like we still had to like abide by the commands of our teacher. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you didn't know where your role and responsibility and maybe even power yeah. started and where it ended yeah, yeah. and sort of the, the more i went along in my role the more i realized that i don't know i felt like the the, the student leadership role is more like a, a puppet puppet role and at least oh like and more so in other schools but less so in our school like that i found that like the hard way i guess yeah okay so when you say student leadership that mm -hmm. that entails for example, like well-being captain, school captain, prefect, yeah. sports captain, like that's what you mean by leadership, like all these positions, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Well, why why do you say that? And I, by the way, I agree with you. Yeah. The student positions, student leadership positions are often puppets or often constructed to yeah. fulfill the school's desires anyway, which they were going to implement with or without. Yeah, so yeah. let me know why you think then how you came to that conclusion. Hmm. I guess... I came to that conclusion because like we were thrown into a lot of things very last minute. I remember we had this day that we were supposed to, we went to Mowbray Public School where we were like supposed to plan games and stuff. And we were only notified like three, three days beforehand or it was either a week or like three, no, it was, it was three days beforehand. And we had to like plan games last minute and stuff, like tell uh, the sport teachers like, oh, what equipment we need and like fill in like escort. Like it was just... We did so many things last minute just for no reason. I, I I just don't know why. Like we weren't given more warning, I guess, or like more more time to 
to sort of get ourselves together and do stuff. Yeah. So do you think that was just poor organization on behalf of the school? I feel like, but the thing is, I guess it would have to be right. Like what other somewhat, but like, uh, I've read through the, cause each, each year the captains and like the team, they leave a a a thing called a prospectus. And it, it basically talks about like their past experiences and like what they've had to deal with and like, what to look out for and like a bit of bit of advice about how running events and stuff and like so many of them said oh we we always get handed stuff last minute so like it's not it wasn't just us it was like the teams before us as well so mm-hmm. it does just give greater credence to the idea that i guess we were we're sort of leaders but like we have to abide by what, what the teachers say and stuff yeah and mm. like we're, we're we're a bit strained in our agency as what well, uh, what we can do. Yeah. Honest. Yeah. And when you talked about leaving a note or some hints for the next generation or the next cohort mm. of student leaders, did you also include that you'll be thrown into things last minute? Like what were some hints and tips that you left <sighs> for the next cohort of Chatswood students? And if anyone actually wanted to get into these positions, mm. what advice would you have for them? Right, right. Tweet and I were kind of kind of bad. We, were, we didn't really write a prospectus, but at the same time, our leadership coordinator teacher was, uh, he didn't, he told us to like write like one page and he wasn't really specific about like what to write about. So we wrote like just general advice, like really general advice, like uh, make sure you plan like leadership camp early and like really make the, the most out of your role, Some, something like that. And So why didn't you write something more specific, like you'll be thrown into things last minute? I don't know, because I feel like if I was to write something specific, I wouldn't have enough time to flesh it out. Because he, he, he limited us to writing a, like a one-page one mm. summary. Because like, I, I think he was going along the idea of like last, the last couple of years, they have, they've had like, like total manuals about how to, how to do your role. So like, um, I think in 2019, they had a, a prospectus that was like three pages long, like mm-hmm. three pages double-sided, like really, like a really detailed, like, what you should do, what you should not do, who you should look out for, every everything, just all in like one nice Google document, and it had like had like a what's the, the table of contents, and you could just mm-hmm. like press it, and you're just like oh yeah, yeah, how to run no, the. That's camp very here. organized. Yeah, yeah. I think he he wanted us, he wanted the new leaders to sort of figure it out on their own, I, I guess, or like sort of work like, yeah, just like learn from doing. I think for like first-hand experiences. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I don't know who this teacher is. Mm. So, you know, but, you know, this is not a call out, but <laughs> I would just say that to me, that doesn't seem the best or the smartest tactic because, mm. yes, you do learn. But the thing is, because this role is something which gets renewed every year, by yeah. the time that you have learned, I feel like you're already in the process of handing it over. Do you right. agree or do you disagree with me? Yeah, that's 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 yeah, that's really true. The the time that I was in my captaincy, it was very short, and I felt like I didn't really, I didn't really like do all the things I could have. I didn't really have hopes and dreams for coming into the role. Like I didn't want to do like massive changes to the school, but I definitely could have like brought stuff up. Like I don't know, no, nothing off the top of my head right now. But yeah, I could have done more in my role, mm-hmm. and I only really like considered that after I was leaving, like after I was handing it over to the, to the new 2022 team. Is, yeah. Was there a cer- ceremony that you did no, in we, order we to... No, we weren't part of it, but we, we, we had a video. No, so, okay, we were part of it. We, we made like uh, video responses, but they were, I feel like they were, they were quite shallow. Like 
we just got like three questions and we answered them all while filming each, like filming ourselves on a on a, a thing but we weren't we weren't part really part of the investiture process we didn't mm. even know when it happened yeah this is one i would say criticism i have of public mm. source there's a lot i like and in the future if I had hypothetical children, I would hypothetically send them to public schools and I would have no mm. problems with that. <laughs> but I think as someone who went to a private school, right. the idea of tradition is a lot greater yeah. in private schools. And this could be just because, I don't know, slightly wealthier or I don't really know. They just have a longer history, perhaps. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure why, but this idea of tradition and the idea of roles is a lot more ingrained. So there would be a real ceremony and quite a lot of pizzazz and... Yeah, there's lots of culture behind it, right? Yeah, yeah, like the yeah. passing of the torch. It would be like a full ceremony and it wouldn't just be like, hey, here's, here's yeah. a three-minute video. Right, right, right. Mm. Well, can I ask, you mm -hmm. actually preemptively disarmed my question, which was, you know, <laughs> what, what are some things that you think you could have done uh, better, but then you said, you know, nothing came to the top of your head. So if something does come to the top of your head, let me know. Right, but my other right. question I have for you is, do you think your ability to be captain was hindered mm. or changed because of the coronavirus? And right. if so, like how mm. significant was that impact? Right, right. So quarantine hit us at about, I think, the latter half of term three, I think, right? Am I am I right in saying that? It, no, it was the was it the last week of term two, and we spent the entire oh. term three Yo. in quarantine. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. I I think I think yeah. COVID really I guess impacted how much we we could have done. I think there were a lot of people who who ran a, like were supposed to run initiatives, but like they all got canceled. I knew that Lara wanted to do sport, but I don't know with, with all these like different captains, right. There's, it's kind of hard for me to like, or like it was hard for, for my, my co-captain and I to sort of figure out events for the school that we wanted to run ourselves. Cause we, you know, there was like a sport captain ready. So they'll do like sports stuff and there's wellbeing and then they'll do wellbeing. Like, I don't know, it just felt like it wasn't really our place. I, I felt at least that it wasn't really our place to, to run like events that I have in mind. Like I wanted to do a lot of sports stuff, like teachers versus students, but obviously that, that, that would have been covered by like Lara and Harris. Mm -hmm. um, so you yeah. feel like your role was more ceremonial? Yeah, yeah. Our role, our, I felt like our role was more like we're speakers for the school. Like we'd always get called up to talk. We, we, we did the, the Anzac ceremony, I think over the, the school, the school bell or like the school intercom. We did mm -hmm. that. We like, we chaired the, the achievement assemblies for, for year seven, nine and 10. But even then we were, we were also like that. We, we shared around that, that duty. Uh, yeah. But hey, talk, talking about mm -hmm. the intercom. Do you remember, I think it was in my last year or my second last year at yeah. Chatswood when the U12s, the leaving U12s, somehow hijacked the intercom and started <laughs> playing. Was it music or they started playing something over yeah. the intercom? Do you yeah. remember that? I think so. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> did, so, did your year do anything for mock up day? No, because, well, we, for the whole duration of like the mock up day period and like the final days leading up to the HSC, we were, we were all at home. Like mm. we didn't have any, any events that really, yeah, that really signified, well, at school, it was, it was hard for them. I'm not, I'm not blaming anyone, but yeah, we didn't really have any like final last day events for us. Mm. So 
I think you would have seen those. Like you're supposed to do a, a hospital hospital walk. Oh yes, up. I did see that. We didn't get to do that. We didn't get clapped out of the school. There yes. wasn't any teachers vs students events like that we could have done because we were all in lockdown. So it was a lot of time spent at home and sort of, yeah. We also have to. We also were supposed to have an informal graduation, but like, I think it was. What just, does that mean? Well, it's an informal. I have. Graduation. I actually have no clue. Yeah, they had one last year or or the year or two before, and it's just like. Just like funny awards given out and stuff, and like oh okay yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah I actually he's he's a weird weird fact like two years like the year I cut my hair mm-hmm. which was 2019 that <laughs> year <the> group <laughs> gave me an informal award for best glow up <laughs> <laughs> wait wait 2019 yeah I think so oh is that that's oh yeah yeah that's that, that group yeah <laughs> yeah they yeah that was that was a weird that was a weird moment. That was the heart, sort of. No, <laughs> I was, like, <laughs> that was, was that, that ugly before? <laughs> I that this you know, what you bring up with the informal stuff. Like uh, that's that's what I want to get onto, mm, and yep. it's a really good segue. But before I do transition, I guess I would like your final opinion on anyone listening or anyone who can reflect back on their days as a student leadership council or person. Do you yeah. have any hints and tips or any advice for anyone getting into this role? Any tips and hints for advice? Oh, I'm going to sound really shallow here because it's, it's going to be the same things I said on that on that video. But I guess make sure. So if you're if you're going to if you're thinking about going into the role, make sure you socialize a lot and you you have a good you have a good reputation with the teachers, as as my teacher said or Miss, as Stan said. It's it's a bit mind boggling now that, I, that I'm like here. Yeah, um, make sure you have, you maintain a good reputation with students and teachers because at my school at least it was a lot like a popularity contest yeah and even though you might not have a great video and like you might not be good with editing skills like reputation will carry over Mm. if you get into your roles be proactive make sure you i recommend like sitting down and being like what can i do for the school or like what what does the school need and like just writing them down and like maybe going through your lists throughout your time in your captaincy and like doing stuff. Yeah. Well, can I ask like, how realistic is that? So for example, I'm making this up on the spot. So let's just yeah. say you want to install uh, a water bubbler. Okay. I'm choosing something which is particularly hard, but like, let's just say you want to install like a water bubbler or like, I don't know, uh, a tap or something uh, in school. I think, I think for my school, at least that, that would have been absolutely possible, but there were, there were a lot of water bubbles around the school anyway that, that were good. But theoretically, right, if you wanted to, yeah, if you wanted to have a water bubbler somewhere where there was like, and it was well within like, like well within reason, obviously, uh, you'd have to write up, you have to go through a due process, go to the proposal. I think you'd probably have to go to the PNC. But yeah, I think you would have a pretty good chance if you had good reason to install the water bubbler somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. Okay. Well, yeah. so... So on that note, was there something that you wish that, let's just say you didn't have the pressures of HSC mm-hmm. bearing down upon you and social life and, you know, athletic life and all that stuff. What is something that you wish you could have done? Um, so for me, you know, as someone who played basketball, like I, right. I hear that there is no basketball court and, you know, that eats up my soul. Now, potentially that's Ooh. not something you could do because yeah. simply things are just in, yeah. things are just in chaos because the whole school's in construction. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But is that something that you think you could have done right, right. better? There was an idea that the, the vice the vice captains came up with that I, I really like 
wanted to do, but I just, I didn't have the time. We wanted to set up like a, a resource hub that like students and, and teachers could sort of look through like an archive of sorts. And like any student who was like interested in the subject or like they needed help, like could just go into that document, go into that drive essentially and look through the resources to help them. Mm-hmm. I think that was one of the, yeah, that was like a really great idea, but mm-hmm. we, we, we ran into two problems actually. So the first one was we, we didn't have the time. And mm-hmm. the second one was teachers are like, they're really, I don't want to say stingy, but they're, they're really selective with who they want to give the, the resources to, which is fair, mm-hmm. but it really like halted. It really like, like stopped the, the project dead in its tracks, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, Another fear yeah. I would have just as a teacher and looking at this mm-hmm. from the other perspective is, yeah. yes, I can definitely see how you ran into roadblocks with yeah teachers not giving, not wanting to give out their resources. Mm -hmm. But the thing that scares me the most, two things, firstly, what if a student or a teacher uploads something which isn't particularly helpful? So I upload something which I don't think is that good or it isn't that good and people can use it anyway. Mm -hmm. So there's probably no vetting process because this is a new idea. So that's the first thing that comes to my Mm -hmm. mind. Second thing is if this is access, sorry, if this is accessible to everyone, does that mean, for example, a little year seven kid can upload like his Fortnite score, score no, results? No. I, I assume it would be like, it was just like senior students and teachers. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like uh-huh. just who have access to it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Regardless, I, I still think that mm. like opens up the, <laughs> the channel for some sort of, yeah. I don't want to say mischief. And, and the thing is like, it's usually like the 1% who ruin it for the yeah. 99%. I'll give you one example before we do. Uh, talk about what it was like graduating uh, during mm-hmm. COVID. But I had a friend who graduated many, many years ago. Didn't go to didn't go to the school. Didn't go to your school. Didn't go to my school. But he said that he was really, really good with technology, which I believe he is very, very good at technology. <laughs> and he said he would hack into Central, and he would change his attendance dates. <laughs> now, I maybe that's beyond what most people can do. But right. part of me is just a little worried when I hear such a big platform being shared right um it, i think originally it was going to be on google drive so like there's it's no way you can like do attendance oh yeah i don't I have no clue maybe anyway could, yeah like <laughs> you know this hasn't been you know that there needs to be so many other processes and steps yeah i think it's a i think it's a cool idea but i was just giving you you know the counter argument yeah yeah but that yeah. being said like yeah you know they, they're just counter arguments i'm sure there could be ways around it Mm, yeah okay well (laughs) let's move on to the other topic which i wanted to talk about graduating during the Mm. coronavirus during the learning online uh period so i'll start with two things firstly i remember at my new school because i no longer i didn't teach at chatswood for a year for the last year i haven't been teaching at chatswood so my new school i remember running into some year 12s and just telling them i genuinely felt sorry that they had lost so many of what I consider these rites mm. of passage, yeah. whether it's the formal, like you didn't lose the formal, so maybe that's yeah, not thank, the best thank example. Goodness. Thank, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> thank goodness. Yeah. But other things like, you know, teacher versus students. Yeah. You said there are a few other things you lost. Oh, the, the walkout, which I have to credit this to, to Chatswood, like whoever made up this idea, I thought it's just ingenious. Uh, <laughs> the year sevens come in and the whole school claps them in. And then mm. when they graduate, they walk out the same way and everyone claps them out. I just thought that was just such a beautiful ritual. Yeah. And yeah, yeah things like that, you missed out. And mm. I'll give you an example of 
the uh, two things. Firstly, we for our muck up day because we were very tame as a year group. I, yeah. I think we were like quite. I think generally everyone was like generally quite nice, and there was no like real deviant students. I would us say too, us too. Yeah, <laughs> us too. So I remember for muck up day, this student, this friend of mine, drank like soy sauce. <laughs> and and then he got in trouble for that. It was just yeah, it was such a bad muck up day because like all of us were like you know not rebellious anyway. So, but things like that you missed out on. And yeah. I think that's such a shame because that comes as a part of the U twelve experience. So, yeah. and I also remember in my final month or final two months being at school mm. because you could see the end was near. The end that you have been you know, this journey that you've been embarking on with all these other people. These are the peers that you know. These are the peers that you studied with, play sport with, ate with, talked with. I would walk around this school and I would be giving high fives and like, you know, hugs and, and dapping up like my peers yeah. all the time yeah, in yeah. my final few months. And I remember th- like typing this as a Facebook stats, which is kind of cringe to think back on, but I did <laughs> believe it in, in the time, which was like during the final years, during the final months, sorry, of year 12, there's a real sense of bond and real sense of camaraderie mm. that you feel with your yeah. peers. So so t- tell me what it was like to miss out on that. Or tell me what it was like. Did you um, feel deflated? Like, what was your graduation year like? Honestly, like, I feel like we were really isolated. Yeah, like what comes with from COVID, COVID isolation. But yeah, we, we were definitely not close as a year group. COVID really screwed that up because we, we missed a lot of excursions. We missed, I think camp would have... I. My brother says this as well, and I think I've talked to other people who've said the same thing. Camp is like one of the year eleven camp was one of like the things that brought that brings year groups together, like makes not just like friendship groups tighter, but like also I don't know, just makes group like groups groups interact with each other better, or like interact in situations they would never interact with and usually. And mm-hmm. I feel like that kind of affected our year group. Like we, I, I had to write a speech for the end, and I was like. I was about to write, we were like a really close knit year group or something, something along the sorts. And like, I just felt that's just a lie. Like we, we weren't close, like really as a year group, we were close within our friendship circles. Yes. But there was no real sense of community that I felt with my, my year 12 cohort. And obviously it's not really, it's, it's not their fault entirely. We had a lot of things just robbed from us, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Well, can I ask how much of that was just the fact that your year group might have been more introverted, introverted or yeah. how much of that was because of COVID? So if you had oh, the year 12 camps, do you think it would have been much better or like yeah, not 100%. much difference? No, 100%. I think our, our year group would have been more interactive with one another. Yeah. And like, I don't know, just when we had our formal, it was just uh, like, just just people like weren't weren't really interacting with each other. Everyone was just just staying within their circles and stuff, and it was kind of just kind of like, wow, yeah, I don't know, a reflection of like, not exactly. Oh, I sound I sound so so pessimistic when I say this, but yeah, I'll, yeah, we we weren't we weren't connected. I felt like and yeah, quarantine at least in the last, the last term and like maybe the latter half of term three. I remember just studying like every day and just like hopping on calls with like only only like my close friends, never really interacting with anyone outside of my group. And it, it was just like and, hopping on, yeah. And how often would you interact with people outside your group if you were actually at school? And um, the reason I mention this is because at my 
current school. This is something I found out recently and, and I had noticed it before, but to me it was bizarre because I knew every single name in my cohort. I knew everyone. Wow. People say, wow, but like, I really didn't think that was much of an achievement. Like mm. when I tell this to my students, my current students, their reaction is like, how on earth? But <laughs> I thought this was like the norm right, to be honest. Right. And but it seems like it's, you know, I don't want to play, you know, you know, my generation's better than your generation. I'm definitely not playing that game. I think partly you could say technology is just such, such a good substitute for human interaction. But yeah, can I ask, like, it, let's just say you were actually in school. How often would you speak to other people well, outside your group? So we were on, in online classes, right? I, when I was in school, face-to-face, I'd interact with... I, I say I interact with like a couple people in my classes just every now and then in passing. I'd, I'd talk to people who I definitely wouldn't talk to outside of school or like at, outside of recess. But that's, that's, not, that's not a personality thing about them. It's just like we don't really share anything in common, but like we're like we, we cool. We cool with each other. Like we talk. But yeah, like I, I would definitely talk to other people in other classes and like people that I, I wouldn't usually interact with. And when COVID happened, we definitely lost that sort of aspect of, well, I lost that aspect of my life, I guess. I like mm-hmm. to say, yeah. So basically you felt like if you yeah. did have access to student versus teachers and all the camps and all that yeah. stuff, you yeah. would have been able to write close knit community or cohort at the end of your speech. hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. And extending upon that, like that thought, like, um, I felt like we as like students really didn't appreciate how much the teachers were, were doing for us as well. Cause like we were sitting behind a screen and like, I don't think, I don't think, yeah, our, our court really, really grasped like how hard, it, how hard it was for the teachers as well to like sort of get through it. And a lot of, a lot of people in my year were like complaining like, oh yeah, this really sucks and stuff. But like, well, we weren't at it alone, I guess. We we're like the teachers, like they really did try their best. And yeah, it was, it was hard for just all, all parties going around. Mm. Yeah, and that's a great great segue into mm. another question I have, and I wrote it down here, so I'll just read it. Which is, what was something that you think the teachers didn't understand about your situation? So mm. you said something which is quite empathetic and quite nice, and yeah. I really do appreciate it. Maybe students weren't that appreciative, didn't understand what teachers had to go through. But yeah. let's flip the script for a while. Mm. What do you think teachers didn't understand about students? Well, I like in my classes. They tried to do a lot of like group stuff online and I felt like it was in, obviously it was in good spirits and like they wanted to engage us even when we were at home, like stuck behind the screen. But I think they didn't really understand that we didn't really want to do that. It just felt like a really poor substitute for like human interaction, like real, real face-to-face stuff. Yeah. And it really had, it like had really poor like reception with, with everyone by the so, end of, yeah. Wait, is that the, that's the Zoom split classrooms yeah. right is that what you're talking about yeah yeah like the zoom the zoom classrooms they try mm-hmm. and like do group activities or they have like a cahoot sometimes or, or some, something something like that but like mm-hmm. i think it, it really deterred people from joining them because like they just wanted to just like get through it i think yeah but that's and, interesting so yeah, yeah but, I'll, I'll give you the teacher sorry mm-hmm. i interrupted uh, finish yours and i'll give you the teacher perspective to that right 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 oh what was i gonna say all, all good people from joining you said yeah, it it deterred people from from joining in by by like by like the end of like nearing nearing the end of like schooling and like going into like student vacation for prepping for the HSC. There were only like like four or five people joining the classes, 
but like the teachers wanted to do like fun stuff and like just like I don't know just like spend spend the last couple days just like enjoying their time with the students and like like no one joined and it was like I I, I kind of felt I, I felt like pretty bad for like the teachers because you know they they spent like two pretty much two years like teaching and like doing all the going through all the hard stuff giving out assessments and stuff and then like the one week I guess that they get to like really I don't know just like chill with with the students they they didn't really get that either and we mm. we sort of didn't get that as well we didn't give we didn't like I I I could say possibly like I didn't I just stopped joining the classes because it, it was just like I was just like too, more focused on studying and stuff yeah and I don't think in that mm. situation you can blame either group. Yeah, I exactly. completely it's understand the why the teachers. Yeah. yeah, I completely understand why the teachers would want to have this final gathering. But at the same time, I understand there is HC pressure and students. There's mm. a feeling of I don't want to look at the screen anymore. I don't want to, you know, participate in this online classroom when it's not as rewarding and it's not as engaging. Yeah, hundred percent. And that's that's simply just the context. I I remember reading online, someone sarcastically posting, you know, aren't I glad to be living through a world changing historic event? And that's simply <laughs> what happens during world changing historic events. Like things have to shape and bend. And yeah. talking about what you're saying about students not joining, it's interesting because. When I attended the award ceremony a few days ago, yeah. one of the teachers, I won't name who, they said that this year, and I want to hear your opinion on it, but this cohort that graduated was quite apathetic. And yeah. maybe that was maybe that was correct or incorrect. Uh, maybe this is just the influence of the coronavirus. But do you think by the end of the learning online period, people were apathetic? Yeah. 100%. Yeah, people I I felt like I think quarantine was like one of my my lowest points like yeah, it was just like waking up. I didn't, I didn't even have breakfast some days just like waking up going onto the computer, typing notes, like I had I had this YouTube video open like timing how, how much time like I spent and then like timing my breaks and stuff. It was just like yeah, it was just a really really like unfulfilling lifestyle. At, mm-hmm. the end of the, at the end of the, the quarantine period and mm-hmm. i don't know i i guess that that's why it sort of contributed to that that like ap- apathetic atmosphere that mm-hmm. we had in our year group and and it also was like compounded by the, the fact that we didn't really have excursions we didn't get we didn't get to do all the fun stuff that we should have done in year 12 and year 11 yeah and for yeah. sure yeah and talking about excursions this is why like i always volunteered to play sport or coach sport because you, I think it's really important to see young men and women grow in situations, not in the classroom. And mm. when you develop a bond of friendship or a good working relationship at sport or at cap, yeah. that translates to the classroom as well. And I exactly. think and yeah. that's something yeah. that, you know, you would have missed, which is a real shame. Just on the teacher's perspective, because yep. you've gone the student's perspective, <laughs> I can understand why the teacher's did want to use those yeah. classrooms, split classrooms, because mm. there was a real concerted fear. And I think it wasn't unfounded that students and teachers right now, or everyone really, are at a very isolated period of their life. Yeah. So because of that, like, if you just put yourself in the teacher's shoes, like how else are you able to foster 
some sort of connection between or some sort of communication between students if you can't physically, you know, get there or physically group them up together. So I understand that it wasn't the best substitute. Mm. I just don't really know how many other better substitutes there could have been. I was going to add on, like, I I would have had no idea how to how to sort of try and get everyone to socialize or try and get the, the classroom more engaged in the, the environment, other than the ways that teachers tried to do in when we were, like, learning. Like, I would have had no clue. It's just a loose, it feels like a lose-lose situation. Mm. Hey, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I have, I have no clue. Yeah, for sure. And what do you think will happen, you know, in the future with... Mm coronavirus do you think like the next year will also go through the same things that you did I really maybe, maybe this is maybe this question's too hard because i'm asking you to predict like the trajectory of this uh virus but like do you foresee online learning periods being somewhat of a norm for the next few years oh i i i want to say i really hope not but i don't think it's online classes are going to go away forever i'll put it that way i ooh, that's, that is a hard question hey no i i think i think there won't be a, a normal there may, I really hope there won't be a normal thing, but they could be. And I think people will be more, they wouldn't be as surprised. Like the, the, the coming, the coming years, they'll sort of be, I like to say that they'd be like, they'd be aware of it and they'd be I like used to it, I guess. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Yes. About that. At mm-hmm. my new school, there was a real point of contention between mm-hmm. E 12s and teachers. And once again, I'm not throwing anyone under the bus. I'm not saying it's anyone's fault, but I think your cohort was caught off guard by how serious and how quickly things shut down. Yeah. And I think, and because I was teaching a year 11 class, I told them like, just be prepared. This might be your a future. reality for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So let's just say it is, you know, touch wood, but let's just say it is. And they do have to go through a mm. three month, four month learning online period what are any hints and tips that you would give to them so for example something i would say because uh, i think i sat down too much i just almost pulled uh, i'm not sure if that's the right word but the muscles in my back atrophied or whatever something bad happened and i've been having to get like massages to just almost relieve the stress in my back so something i would highly 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 recommend is uh, as soon as the school day ends go go for a one go for basketball, go play yeah. sport. So go what's something that you recommend for the next yeah. cohort? I, if, yeah, touch wood, you should, you should really stay in, t- in, in touch with your friends. I recommend group calls, like even just like calls where you guys all have your mic muted and you have your, but you have your face cams on and you're all just studying. Like, I feel that that sense of presence, like that you won't get, you wouldn't, you wouldn't get like just stay staying at home. Like you, you need that. I feel so that's that's definitely one of the things I would recommend is Uh, that something you did no but it's something that I wish I did I Mm -hmm. I I felt like I didn't really have uh, a close group of people that like I could study with sort of yeah we all my friends really did a lot of different subjects and yeah but yeah I would I would recommend doing that if not just hopping on calls and just having having conversations setting aside some time after school or even before school or during lunch and recess just to like talk talk with your friends and stuff another one Stan's already said it but go outside like touch grass like just walk around even like go go out for like a 10 minute walk like at least at least every day like once a day I think that's that's really like healthy and yeah that, like everyone everyone could use that can, can I ask what is 
what is that terminology? I've, I saw Ultra it Ross. everywhere. Like basically three weeks ago, I had never heard that phrase. And then all of a sudden, everyone was saying touch grass. It's just what like, on earth does that mean? It's like for people who like, who like don't go outside, like it's, it's like a meme. It's like a meme essentially. Just like get a life, like go, mm-hmm. go, go touch some grass, like go, go get in touch with reality again. Okay. Stop looking at a screen. That's, that's the sort of like. So basically put down your VR headset. Yeah. 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 Like, like get out of your room. Okay. Um, so, yeah. so basically do sport and, and keep the social one, life going. Third one, like self-care, like make sure like. Sure, like the HSC is something you should really focus on, but you should also focus on your mental health and like self-care. I think, I think that really gets put aside during um, exam times, COVID or no COVID, but even more so with COVID. I think. Okay, well, yeah. I'll push, I'll press you on that because what I agree with everything you said, but it's a tad general. What yeah. does self-care mean, and how does that actually? And you might not have the answer, but how does that mm. actually manifest during? the COVID period right just like finding some time for yourself for what you want to do if you if you like hang out with friends obviously like go talk with friends that that can count as sort of self-care but like have some you time I think like I found I I got into meditating a little bit during the oh finally I've been telling you about this (laughs) for three years but I'm glad that it took a global Um, pandemic to do this I I stopped now because like (laughs) it it was really through like like really stressful periods but meditating is like 100% I got this app I don't know what what it's called it's like headspace yeah something something like that yeah and it's like this this guy with a really deep voice and he's, he's like tells you like breathe in and out and like let out all your feelings like all that sort of stuff it's mm-hmm. it's it sounds really weird and it's like it's not really something you'd you'd first think of when you think about self-care but it it really helps i think yeah oh, it's just 100%. like it just makes you feel more i don't know like you're being you're like you're you're more aware and you're just you're aware of your surroundings and you're you're grateful for things yeah 100 mm-hmm. so self i think it's a does that does that adequately answer self care? No, that that's um, yeah. that's completely adequate. And yeah. yes, just to emphasize that again, I've been pushing meditation to basically all my students. Mm. Highly recommended. Just try it. You know, try it. people like, listening. If you if you don't like it, it's like five minutes out of your day loss. You can you can go make it up like playing video games or whatever, or like yeah, going just, going out. <laughs> yeah, don't watch that one YouTube video and then go meditate for five minutes. Yeah. Well, uh, well, Tim, let me ask uh, because I've been asking a lot of questions out of curiosity to see what you've gone through right? and what your high school experience was like, your final year with COVID. Do you have any questions for me or what it was like being a teacher during that period of time? I do. Uh, I, I've got this question. Do you think the COVID pandemic has changed your outlook on teaching for the better or for worse? <laughs> oh, I would say <laughs> that the... It actually, the COVID period showed me how much stuff I was doing, which wasn't just in the classroom, but at the mm. same time, how important that was. So something that I've, I've referenced before, whether it was basketball coaching or even being on playground duty, like these are things which eat into my day. And sometimes yeah. if you ask teachers, you'll hear that they sometimes go like a full eight, uh, six to seven hours of eating or not Yikes. going to the bathroom because they simply just don't have enough time. So mm. pretend you go four, four or five periods a day and then you have like lunch duty and at recess, a student needs you. Like you can't say, you know, come back, you know, or you can, I guess, but some teachers don't do that. So, yeah. but at the same time, it also made me realize how important it was to walk around at lunchtime and say, you know, hello, John, hello, Lily, hello, Tim. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. How important that was because that's how you 
cements their names in your head and that's how you just build yeah. small connections and small connections so i had so much free time during the pandemic right. but at the same time i felt like the teaching products not from me or not just from me but mm. from everyone sort of suffered so right. i would say it really reinforced why i became a teacher which is i don't want to sit in front of my computer all day and have right, no social right. interactions mm. damn yeah, that's that's a good answer. That's a good mm. answer. Do you think your teaching styles changed a little bit after after the COVID pandemic? Like, are there more? I guess, like, have you learned anything about 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 teach like teaching? I would say that I more comfortable with online forms of learning. Now, mm. I wouldn't say I particularly love them for the reasons we've spoken about before. Yeah, I think the lack of engagement is a serious issue. But I, this is something that. I've had to learn and I still think I can get better at, which is, I think, and this is going to sound like a humble brag. So, you know, if it is like, I'm really emphasizing the negatives of this, but I think when I teach in a, in a classroom, I can be quite engaging, hopefully touch wood. No, hundred percent agree from uh, two years. The, the thing though is with that engagement, I think there's the downside, which is basically you're almost like a showman. You're at the front of the class and you're teaching, you're teaching and you're like, in the spotlight but i think with covid and covid mm. preventing me or other teachers from doing that we had to rely on like creating resources mm. to get students to do more work by themselves right so for example maybe this this will tell my point well instead of me just explaining like this is how you write an essay and you know being hopefully being captivating and, and engaging getting creating worksheets where students actually then need to write the essays out themselves yeah so okay, yeah. I think like COVID has forced me and this is something that I wanted to move away from anyway because I do think it's somewhat of a of a crutch in the sense that I know I can be engaging so I, I just you know I just start talking and then I get people's attention but that doesn't necessarily mean they're learning. Yeah. Now it doesn't mean they're not learning either but I think it's important to have a varied approach. So I think that's something that changed about my my teaching outlook. Oh, I had another another question but I can't remember it. Oh. Hey, don't worry. It, <laughs> I'll it, ask it, it to you. I'll ask it to you later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Is that so? Thank you for you know, Tim. Thank you for giving me all that information. Like this is something that I've thought about for a while because, as you can tell, I've only really experienced COVID from a teacher's perspective. Right. So there's a lot that I didn't know from the student perspective, and I thought, you know, I'd get you on because I I think you're quite charming and you're quite intelligent and you and you, you're stop a good it. speaker <laughs> really <laughs> do you actually want me to stop it <laughs> uh, but no but all, all that stuff like you know all that uh, i thought i'd get you on so just to share and, and i think and hopefully this could be therapeutic or is that the right word a cathartic i should say cathartic, for yeah. other people who went through this as well so maybe they been, could relate i've been cathartic that, that's quite cool i don't think i, I don't think everyone's Everyone's described me. They all described a conversation like that, cathartic. Well, um, but the thing is, like, all the year 12s, like, you know, if any year 12s or any other students yeah. or any person who's gone through COVID, if they listen, I'm sure they'll see parts of themselves yeah. in your response and my response as well. So hopefully this will yeah. just give them a platform to explore that a little more. You know, I was, I was speaking to my friend, Alonzo. He, mm -hmm. He's a diehard fan of your, your podcast. So hi, Alonzo. He's probably going to be listening to this. Really? Point. Yeah. Shout out to Alonzo. Shout out to Alonzo. Yeah, yeah. He was, a, I taught him for two years for, 
international studies. He was hilarious. And <laughs> I remember the, the only time I was disappointed with, in him was in year 10. He tried to plagiarize and it was so obvious. <laughs> it was so obvious. Lonzo, like, he, like, come on. I could just search on Google. Come him. on, Lonzo. Like, step your game up, man. <laughs> You're calling him out on your podcast. And he's going to be listening to it. But... Yeah, just one, one more thing, yeah. just, you know, to all the people, all the students who've graduated, I just want to say like, it was a really hard year. It was like super, super difficult and you've left yeah. a stage behind and you're entering a new stage. And I hope that you can enter the new stage with all the vigor and passion that uh, you had when you first entered high school. So I, I think COVID hasn't been kind, but it has been kind on the whole world. So I, I hope, I hope you can regain some of that passion. Yes to resilience. Yes to resilience. Yes to resilience. Any, anything else you want to say, Tim? I just want to say thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's been good, good having a chat with you again. Haven't, mm-hmm. haven't had a chat with you in such a long time. Yeah, it's yeah. been a while. Uh, do you yeah. remember when we used to sit down at like lunchtime and like sit down? Uh, yeah, in my free periods. Seats? Yeah. yeah, yeah, free free periods and we'd chat. So. The OG times. OG times, OG yeah, times. OG times. Um, times that we can't get back, but you know, hey, that's, that's, that's how time flows. <laughs> time, f- oh, what's, the, what's the saying? Time flies. No, t- I forgot. It's like times from from a past long gone or something, something like that. I don't know. I've <laughs> never heard that, but yeah, I'm sure I, I resonate with the sentiment. Cool. Tim, uh, thank you. And we'll talk soon, man. Yeah. See ya. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for tuning into Safety Lost with Stanley Ching. If you enjoyed this, then please leave a rating or a comment. I hope you're leaving with a new idea and make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and other places that can be found in the description.